This is episode number 149 with Anne Louise Gittleman. Success 101 Podcast. Welcome to the Success 101 Podcast. This is your host, Jared Warren. At each episode, my goal is to bring you a new concept or idea to help you maximize your full potential. Thanks for joining me here today. Now let's kick things off. Hey guys, welcome back to the Success 101 podcast. I'm extremely excited to be here with you guys today. I've been hanging out for the last week in Washington, D.C. What an incredible city with a ton of energy that's going on right now. I'm looking out of my window. I can see the Washington Monument and the White House. This has just been a great trip with my team here from the office that I'm leading. And I'm so proud of these guys for what they're accomplishing in 2017. So proud for all of you guys as well and what you've been writing in that you're accomplishing this year. And I wanted to remind you guys, if you're interested in getting my book, From Success to Significance, please head over to the website. We now have a fully functioning website with a checkout card as well. And you can check that out at success101podcast.com forward slash the dash book. Again, that's success101podcast.com forward slash the dash book book. I also wanted to remind you guys about my mastermind. If you're a faithful listener of the Success 101 podcast, I had mentioned doing a 13-week mastermind for you guys and that I was going to cut the group off in late January, which I did, but I got so much response from you guys saying that you wanted to have it going on a little bit longer for a few more other people, and I got enough responses that I decided to start another group. So there's another group going, and I found a way to do that, working with my team here to where we can get it time managed and we can get another mastermind group going. So if you're interested, I will be cutting this off around Valentine's Day, so February 14th. If you're interested in this, please contact my team at info at success 101 podcast to get in on a 13-week mastermind group where we'll be studying my book, From Success to Significance, going through the six vision building activities and getting you guys onto a deeper and greater purpose in 2017 where you can create high levels of success, but also extremely impactful levels of significance and habits that will set a course for your goal planning future and your vision planning from now on. I'm excited to see who I'll have in that group and I look forward to getting to know them better as we dive into more success and significance in 2017. Now, onto our episode today, we've got a very special guest to bring your way and Dr. Ann Louise Gittleman. For you guys listening in, if you aren't sure who Dr. Gittleman is, she has such an impressive resume and why I knew I had to get her on the Success 101 podcast. Dr. Gittleman is the best-selling author of 30-plus books. She's the world's foremost expert in functional and integrative medicine She's got a master's in nutrition education from Columbia, and she's often called the first lady of nutrition from those in her industry who really know what is going on in the world of peak performance, higher levels of maximum potential, and fitness and nutrition. And guys, this was a great episode for me. I get excited about all podcasts that I do, but this was super special because I'd been waiting to get Ann Louise on the podcast for so long to talk to you guys about higher levels of peak performance I knew it was going to be a great episode, but she blew me away with all of the things that we go through here today, and I'm excited to bring it your way as well. Please share this with anyone you know who might find value in this for reaching higher levels of peak performance and maximum potential. You'll hear today in our episode, we'll dive into why the study of adrenals is so important and why lemon and water and even sea salt first thing in the morning can be crucial for you guys crushing your day. We're going to talk about how you can lower your levels of cortisol, the stress hormone, why the right kinds of fat is very important for your body. We talk about revitalizing your cells on a daily basis so we can reach those higher levels of peak performance. Guys, this is such an impactful episode for anyone looking to become more than they've been in the past and reach higher levels of achievement. And who doesn't want that? 
So without any further delay, it is my absolute honor to bring you my conversation with Dr. Anne Louise Gittleman. Hey, Anne Louise, welcome to the Success 101 podcast. How are things today? <laughs> Wonderful, Jared. And how are things with you? Oh, they're great. I'm so excited to have you on the show. And I know this has been a long time coming. And I want my guests to really tune in and take some notes today to what you're going to be talking about, because I think it's a subject that so many of us out there need to know more about in the high performance or highly active role uh, or roles that we're in each day. And I think for so many people out there, your work has been uh, either misused or ignored or understudied, and more and more is coming out now about it, hence uh, your book, obviously, that you've got out, which is basically the new Fat Flush Plan. We'll get into that here in just a moment. Uh, but the reason I'm so excited for my guests to hear from you is that if we're going to get in higher levels of peak performance each day, I think it starts with our health. And I've heard that you've been called by many people out there the first lady of nutrition, and you've had an influence on so many people over the years. You're a best-selling author, as I mentioned, part of 30 or more books, and we'll be diving into your new one here soon. But as far as just figuring out how to feel better each day, I know that fat is the big thing, and it's not really a new thing for you. You've been studying it for a long time and even caught a lot of flack early on when you started <laughs> talking about fat and how that can help all of us. But without stealing any of your message here today or any of your thunder, take us through your early findings on fat, how people gave you pushback on that, and then now why we're hearing so much about it when you've been studying it for so long and how it can really help us. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for that introduction. And I've been catching a lot of fat flack for many years. Uh, in 1980, I was the director of nutrition at the Pritikin Longevity Center. And that was the center, which was the harbinger of the no to low fat, high complex carbohydrate diet. So firsthand, up front and close, I saw many individuals who were going fat free, but high carbohydrate. And I wrote about the problems way back in 1988 in my very first book. And I said that fat is the most misunderstood and maligned nutrient. It's not fat that's making us fat, but it's the wrong kind of carbohydrate. Too much grain, too much fruit, too much processed uh, sugary foods. And what I then learned was that there were two essential fatty acids that were deeply deficient in the diet, the omega-6s which we need to get into just a little bit in the omega-3s. And luckily, there was quite a lot of research that was coming out in the 80s with regard to the omega-3s and the Eskimos. So I learned early on that a diet without fat is a diet that does not provide you with the basic fundamentals or the precursors for hormones that are important for your brain function, your immune function, your skin, your hair, your nails, your allergies, and the right kind of fats was very important in terms of being the perfect fuel for the body. In all of that, I've since learned, and this was back in the 80s, that it isn't just the coconut oil that everybody is, is so crazy about now with its good saturated fat and high medium chain triglycerides that is a perfect fuel for the body, but the cell membrane is composed of both saturated fats and linoleic acid, which is an omega-6. So it's now my mission to bring the omega-6 back into perspective because it's the omega-6 which is definitively lacking in the American diet when we do red blood cell fatty acid analysis. So you need to be taking sources of this good omega-6, not the processed commercial GMO-rich vegetable oils, but at least a couple of tablespoons of lecithin, maybe a sunflower lecithin or a non-GMO lecithin, which give you the phosphatidylcholine, so very important for cell membrane. I'm now a big proponent of membrane medicine, and that's where the omega-6s come into play. And it's a discussion that I go into with a lot more detail in the new fat flush plan. So there's still a lot of misconception, unfortunately, about fat. And it's not just the saturated versus unsaturated. Coconut oil is back. We understand that. But it's about the importance of essential fats. Coconut oil is a medium-chain triglyceride. It doesn't represent an essential fatty acid. The omega-3s do, which we're getting perfectly enough of. Most of us in our diets these days, if you have some nuts, some walnuts, some very specialized flax seeds, maybe some chia seeds and so forth, but we're very deficient in the GLA, gamma-linoleic acid, and linoleic acid. And 
which is very important in terms of the raw seeds. So we're bringing back omega-6s because fat is most definitely where it's at. Now, Anne Louise, can you tell me why for so many years, uh, and I know we can go down a long path on this of the history of what we've been told in diet and nutrition, but can you just tell me why in your mind we've been told for so many years to stay away from fat? Everybody started producing the low-fat or the fat-free if all of this was right underneath our, our eyes for people like you who was studying it and researching it, there has to be a lot of other people out there who were saying the same. I don't think you had the entire keys to the, the world there of figuring that out. I'm sure there's some other smart people out there that understood that as well. But the world is telling us to stay away from fat, stay you know low fat, no fat, all those sort of things. Why do you think for so long we've been led down this path only to now come back and say, hey, we had it all wrong. It really is all about the fat. Where is that coming from? I think it was 1961 with the American Heart Association talking about the cholesterol connection to fats and heart disease and so forth, which was all based on cherry picked data from Ansel Keys. So there were a lot of politics, Jared, that were current that were involved with all of this. And I mean, we understand that politics seem to rule the world these days. We see what goes on with big pharma. We see what's going on with the government. So the reality here is that all of that started a major focal point of no fat, low fat, and then we went into high carbohydrates because when you're not eating fat, you have no satiety. Fats have the unique ability to promote a, a hormone called adiponectin, which is a satiety hormone. Without that hormone, we're constantly hungry. And so we started eating too many carbohydrates. And what did that end up doing? That's made us two out of three of us now obese. We see a problem now with all kinds of allergies, autoimmune problems, gluten problems, and so I think that all of this has just been a backlash with an low fat diet. Now, the other people that were talking about that, much to their credit in the early days, were one of them very specifically was my good friend Bob Atkins. And you have to understand, back in the 80s, I was the director of nutrition at the Pritikin Longevity Center. Nathan Pritikin was the arch enemy of Bob Atkins, who believed in a high-fat, low-carbohydrate diet. When I started right. seeing what was going on with the, all the individuals in the center, I knew that something was off, and when we started testing them for food allergies, not only were they becoming very grain, at, at that point we didn't know as much about gluten, but we saw a lot of grain allergies, they were becoming very grain intolerant, and we were also finding at that point that many individuals just were hungry consistently, and for those individuals that didn't die of heart disease, later on down the line, many of them had immune challenges, and there was an inordinate amount of cancer. So I then found out through the school of hard knocks, so to speak, that individuals that were on a low-fat diet in the early 80s and 90s did not fare well with their thyroid, their skin, their hair, their autoimmune systems. We saw very low cholesterol levels, which were really a harbinger of more immune problems. With all of that, I decided to write my first book in 1988, and since then, fat has been a major theme of all of my 30 books. And now I'm bringing omega-6s back into their rightful place. So I know we're going to go down a lot of different nuggets of information here today, more than what you've shared already. But for the listener that's out there driving in to work or working out or at their office and they've got this on, they're listening to it. There are so many people out there that have started hearing more about this fat craze, I would say, for lack of better words. And you know what people say about that, much like they probably gave you uh, the same pushback they gave you back then, which is, oh, it's a hype, oh, it's a fad, oh, it's going to come and go just like everything else. They say it's good for you today, and then they'll say it's not good for you tomorrow. Why do you think, in your mind, fat is here to stay? And then we'll dive on into some of the uh, peak performance benefits of it. But why do you think this is one that should not be viewed as a hype and should not be viewed as, hey, this is going away tomorrow, but it is around to stay, based on your research? Well, if you take a look at this, the healthiest people in the world have a high-fat diet. We're talking about the Mediterranean diet, for example, with their 40% fat intake. And those individuals have a much lower degree of heart disease. So whether your fat is coming from the monounsaturates, whether it's coming from the healthy saturates... It's very important that your diet contains the proper amount of fats because it is the precursor to so many tissue-like hormone benefits in your body. Again, it's the skin, the hair, the nails, the brain, the kidneys, the liver. And taking the right amount of fats gives you that satiety so that you're not hungry. And in this day and age of peak performance, you need satiety. You need long-term energy. 
And the importance of the cell membrane, again, cannot be overlooked, which is composed of about 50% of the saturated fat and another 50% of the omega-6 linoleic. So a combination of the two is really incredibly important for the brain to function properly and also to strengthen that cell membrane so that you're not allowing toxins in or even a number of virus and bacteria. And that's the thing I love about this, just for my listeners out there, is you guys know that I'm always trying to bring you higher levels of, you know, information that can help us get to peak performance much faster. And this breaks it down all the way to the cellular level. This is not just some, oh, I feel good today, I might not tomorrow. This is actually getting embedded into the cellular membranes, into the mitochondria. If you're getting down to the cellular level, you've got to know that everything is going to spring out from there. But I think we do need to clarify for just a second for those that might be a little bit confused if they're not part of this world or this study of of fat out there. You mentioned coconut oil and you mentioned a couple of other things that are part of the good fat category, you would call them. What would you consider bad fat that we need to stay away from? Because obviously when we say fat, it's not all fat out there. There is good and there is bad. What do we need to stay away from? And then what are some things that are really good, such as coconut oil, that we should be partaking of? And I'm not necessarily a big believer in coconut oil for everybody. You know, if your ethnic background, if your ancestral background is such that coconuts never uh, graced your grandmother's plate, I don't necessarily believe that's the perfect food for you. But here's what I'm going to say. There's certain undesirable fats, Jared, that none of us should be consuming. And we're talking in that case about the trans fats. We're talking about refined, commercial, deodorized vegetable oils. We're talking about a lot of the omega-6s, which are good when they're raw, they're pure, they're unrefined, but they're very bad when they become genetically modified, when they're processed, and when they're non-expeller pressed. So in that case, we're talking about canola oil, We're talking about some of the long-chain fatty acid oils like peanut oil. We're talking specifically about corn oil, soybean oil, which are also highly GMO'd. And we're talking to some degree about sunflower oil, unless it's organic and non-GMO. So those particular oils, as well as your margarine and other hydrogenated fats, are certainly off-limits. Those are plastic fats that the cell membrane cannot utilize. So having said that, when we talk about the good fats... We're talking about fats like your olive oil, your extra virgin olive oil, making sure that it's 100% extra virgin and not cut with canola or sunflower oil as so much is in this day and age. It has to have a little sting at the back of your throat when you're consuming that wonderful extra virgin olive oil. We're talking about medium chain triglyceride oils, in which case a little bit of coconut oil or MCT oil. We're talking about Flaxseed oil, which is a very high source of lignans, a very important hormone modulator for those women that may be going through perimenopause, menopause, and beyond. We're also talking about the importance in this case of avocado oil and avocados, which are high in monounsaturates. And avocado is one of those precursors of not just glutathione, which is a liver antioxidant and probably the most important detoxification antioxidant in the body. We're also talking about it as being a harbinger of the adiponectin, which is the satiety hormone. So I think all of that's with your either your soaked and sprouted seeds and nuts. I love pumpkin seeds for their zinc. I love sunflower seeds for their B2. I love the sesame seeds as well. All of that will give you the good omega-6s. And I specifically like walnuts. I like pecans. And I'm very fond, of course, of almonds that are organic because those are giving you some of your monounsaturates with those good omega-6s that are going to comprise that cell membrane that is so vitally important in terms of letting toxins in and out of the cell wall itself. So let's tie this into our listeners here, and then I want to get on into some of the uh, the reducing brain fog. You mentioned glutathione. I wrote that down. I'm going to come back to it. And for those listening out there, if you're driving around or whatever, don't worry about having to write down any of this that... And Louise is mentioning, I'll link everything up in show notes for you there, including her new book as well that we'll end on here today. But uh, for my listeners out there, as I mentioned to you, my podcast was based around peak performance, helping people get better each day. And I think that starts with nutritional health. It's like I've mentioned many times before, it's like going down on the airplane. They tell you to put your mask on first before you help anybody else. And if you're in a condition of poor health, primarily what we're talking about from diet, you're not going to be able to reach levels of peak performance for yourself or impact anybody else, in my opinion. And I'm a firm believer of that now. For people out there in the high stress, uh, you know, high, high levels of cortisol each day, these would be 
people of many different types out there, but uh, more so just active roles, high stress roles. Brain fog is a big issue. Grabbing whatever you can and eating it on the run is a big issue. What are some of the main things that you would say, whether it be fat or any of your other studies, that you could lead our listeners to to say, look, if you want to wake up each day from the time your feet hit the ground to the time you crawl in bed at night, these are the things that you need to be doing that some people just may not be as aware of out there or ignoring to really get to those higher levels of energy, feeling great each day, and that will lead us on to higher levels of, uh, of our maximum potential. Well, I would say certainly the right kind of fats that can modify cortisol, and that's where the omega-3s really shine. And so that would be either a couple of tablespoons of chia seeds that you put in your smoothie, or maybe a tablespoon of high lignin flaxseed oil. I really like those in terms of their omega-3 cortisol regulating properties. But even more importantly, Jared, what comes to mind, because you have a very... Uh, attuned and very uh, high-performance-oriented listening audience, I would say that anything that really supports the adrenals from the get-go is very key. My favorite nutrient, which is really under-recognized and ignored these days, is panathenic acid. I like the form of panathenic acid, which is known as pantothene. And pantothene at 500 milligrams, two twice a day, so you get at least 1,000 mg's, is an excellent source of cortisol-regulating nutrition, which will really support adrenals and their ability to handle stress so that you're coping with it better. You know, your body is under constant barrage, whether you're an athlete that, that's involved with peak performance, whether you're using your brain in terms of uh, production, producing uh, on a daily basis, or whether you're simply living in 21st century America, where you're barraged with electropollution that's really screwing up and burning up your adrenals, you need support for insulin and cortisol. The best cortisol protection I know of, because it's a modulator and adaptogen, is this pantothene. And again, that's 2,000 milligrams scattered throughout the day. And do you have a, a source of that pantothene that we can be directed over to as far as... A... I wish. I'm trying to think of the best brand that I like. <laughs> I think, um, I don't know if Solgar has a pantothene. I take it, but I have somebody that works full time getting me my vitamins. So anything that is a pure brand, I love Solgar particularly. I have no links to it, but I like that brand. I also like... Yeah, I like them as well. Yeah. So let's go with Solgar. And, and I think you can look in the health food store and just look and make sure that there are no, there's nothing junky in the, the excipients. Yeah, that's right. And I know just from some of your work that I've looked at before, I know this isn't kind of your, maybe your all-inclusive list, but I think I've seen this mentioned more than other places in some of these foods here. You've got ground flax seeds, which you mentioned flax seeds a few minutes ago. You've got lemons, which I'm going to come back to the lemon and water. Very important, right, for our listeners to hear about that. The lemons, cranberry juice. We're also going to tackle that here in just a moment. Whey, grass-fed meat, spaghetti squash you like, jicama, peanut butter, blueberries, and organic cream. Not sure what type of cream there uh, specifically you can elaborate if you want, but primarily those are what I've seen from some of your work before, kind of your top 10 foods or, or some classification of your top 10 foods. What would you say, why those 10? Why did those make the list from your work I've seen before? And how can those help our listeners each day? Well, they're fat-flushing foods. So say that 10 times fast. These are, these are my top 10 fat-flushing. <laughs> right. So if we start the day with lemon and water, you're starting the day with a bile thinning beverage. And bile is exceedingly important because as you'll read in the new fat flush plan, it's the body's most ignored but key method of breaking down fats and eliminating toxins. And it can be linked to stubborn fat deposits and a whole host of seemingly unrelated symptoms like constipation, like eczema, like sciatica-like pains. It's unbelievable what bile is connected to, even allergies and autoimmune issues. So this is a bile-thinning beverage. That's what, this is what the wonderful lemon and water does first thing in the morning. And you can also do lemon and water when you're out. I'm not a huge believer in coffee, unlike others in the field these days, because I believe that it really upsets the sensitive adrenal glands of those of us that don't handle stress properly. 
Now, is there anything that you would say, though, uh, you know, I'm sure some people are gasping out there when you say you're not a fan of coffee, right? Because that's just our culture. <laughs> no, I, I, and I'll tell you the reason why. My folk, my audience has primarily been women over the years, and I find that coffee is exceedingly diuretic, and there goes your magnesium, and there goes your calcium. Right. Uh, would you say there's anything, because I've heard over and over that coffee is one of the leading antioxidant things in our diet that we can have over here. And primarily that's because the Western culture doesn't eat the right type of food, right? So it ends up, unfortunately, being one of the highest antioxidant things that we can bring, uh, take into our body. But is there anything with the same amount or a similar amount of antioxidants that you would recommend each day for those out there saying, hey, I know there's some benefits to coffee, but if it is as diuretic as and all the other things as Anne Louise is saying, maybe I should shift to something else. What would your recommendation be? Well, what Anne Louise would say is go to my fat flushing beverage of choice, which is dandelion root tea, which is just dandy for your liver. See, here's what I believe. I believe that on a daily basis, you need to detoxify. Detoxification is not just a seasonal event anymore, Jared. It's a daily procedure. It's a daily ritual. And one of the best ways, most gentle, non-invasive, but tremendously effective ways of detoxing is with the use of one to two cups of dandelion tea. Now, if you want to fat flush that dandelion root tea and put a tablespoon of MCT oil or butter, pasture-raised butter or uh, coconut oil in there, I mean, be my guest. But I like the dandelion root tea because I believe it's not only a liver-loving beverage, number one, but number two, it's very high in potassium, which is a key mineral that is lost in the detoxification process on a daily basis, and one which is highly deficient in the American diet. It's why everybody's so tense and so tight, particularly individuals that work out. Now, do you have a go-to brand for that that I can link up in the show notes or where we can pick that up? I think traditional medicinals. But, you know, I would get the roasted dandelion root. It's lovely. It, it, it tastes, in some people's imaginations, just like coffee. <laughs> so it's and traditional Does it have some natural... Gotcha. Traditional medicinals. I'll link that up. And do you have any information as far as caffeine? Can that be... Yeah, no caffeine. It's no caffeine. Okay. And for those of us that are very sensitive, and I'm one of those kind of... I guess we call us canaries in this day and age. I can't tolerate caffeine or any caffeinated beverages, and a lot of my very sensitive women can't. And those that are trying their hardest to keep all their magnesium and their calcium for their bones, their heart, and their livers, um, coffee is out. I do like coffee enemas, though. So if you're going to take coffee, I think there's a there's the right way and the wrong way to take it. So there you have that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've heard a little bit about those. I'm sure we could do a whole podcast on those, right? <laughs> Indeed, we could. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Right. Let's back up just for a moment here. I know, gosh, I mean, there's just so much information here. I feel like I could have you on for like 10 different podcasts here. I knew I would get that whenever I got you on, by the way, and I was trying to figure out how to box up all of your information into one podcast. We won't be able to do it, so you'll probably have to be a repeat uh, guest <laughs> if I'm going to be a little pleasure. selfish you're, here. You're a delight, Jared. It would be just a pleasure. <laughs> If we back up to this lemon and water, I know that uh, you were connected on a podcast with my good friend, Ryan Muncy, who I've had on for three different episodes. He's oh, the yeah, only he's, repeat a, he's guest. a great guy, great guy. <laughs> he's the only repeat guest on the Success 101 podcast, but also the only person, obviously, that's made three appearances on. So obviously, I take stock in what he says, and he's great. I know that he's a big, big fan of yours, and uh, also just, just some of the information that you guys talked about. You went in depth to this lemon juice and warm water in the morning. I know he's taken that a step further. I'm not sure if that was your advice or not, but added a little cayenne pepper, a little salt to it as well for the adrenals. Oh, yes. You can, I mean, this definitely, you can definitely do that. You can give it a little kick. And the nice thing about lemon and water is that many people are a little too acidic first thing in the morning. So this alkalinizes the system quite nicely. It's a very potent alkalinizer. Yeah. So if you hear, I mean, we've all put lemon juice on things, right? And we've all drank water. Who would have known that someone with your level of expertise in the nutrition world would come back and say, this is the thing we need to start off our day with each day? I want to dive into just plain and simple, the benefits of the warm water and the lemon juice. Uh, I know some people are adding apple cider vinegar. I think Ryan does that as well. And, and I want to explain the warm water and lemon juice benefits in the morning, why lemon juice is one of your all-time biohacking favorites, and then also the bile, just why the thinning of the bile is so important that so many people in my world that need to know about this stuff just have no clue about. Don't know. They don't know. They're bile ignorant, but the whole world is bile ignorant. I mean, people are getting their gallbladders out, which is a shame. and don't know how to deal with gallbladder pain or gallstones, but that's probably another whole podcast. <laughs> so when it comes to the lemon and water first thing in the morning, 
You want that to warm the system. It's also um, because of the limonene, the limonene ingredient, which is one of the more active phytonutrients. Uh, what we're finding is that's very healing for the liver in and of itself. So you're, you're taking something first thing in the morning after not eating all night, which is a tonifier for both the liver and the kidneys, believe it or not. It also is able to cut fat. So I tell everybody beyond their lemon and water first thing in the morning, and certainly you can add a little cayenne to kick it up, maybe a little sea salt for the adrenals. I love that concept. But beyond that, even during the day, if you see you've got a lot of food and it's just a little too much oil, a little too much fat for your palate, you can always lemonize a little bit and it will cut the oil quite nicely. So there's a lot to be said for lemon and water, and it's a traditional drink that's been around for just many, many years, kind of like uh, something that we do every morning because it's so gentle for the system. I like warm water, room temperature water rather than cold, because especially for those of us that live in a very wintry climate, I, I think it's very calming for the system and doesn't shock the body first thing in the morning. Talk to me a little bit about how for us in the peak performance or striving to get maximum potential out there each day. This drink, I mean, you've mentioned several benefits so far, but as far as it goes with the bile, with warming up the system, the adrenals, you know, these are all things I never would have known about if I didn't hit a kind of a rock bottom and realized I was in bad shape from a health standpoint and realized, gosh, there's got to be more each day to getting up and feeling better. Started diving into some of this through podcasts, audiobooks, different things, and suddenly this world that you've been in for a very long time, of course, was open to me. And I go, oh my gosh, it's all been right there in my cabinet or coming out of my, you know, my water supply each day. And I didn't even know that these things were there. I think it's important too <laughs> for people to understand that are hearing this is you're not going to walk into your, and I'd love your comments on this, Anne Louise, you're not going to walk into your kitchen tomorrow and put warm water, lemon juice, cayenne pepper, and some sea salt down your throat and suddenly feel like you could just go take on the world. Like I didn't notice a huge change. And I think that's what we're all looking for in our society today, right? We want to take the easy route. We want to push the button and suddenly feel like Superman, Superwoman, whatever. It didn't really change my feelings after I took it. And you may have different research from your uh, patients on that. But I think internally, though, from a cellular level and from the organ level that we're talking about, it is changing you if you do it consistently. Tell us how it's changing you from the inside when you build that into your regular daily habit as the first thing in the morning. Well, from my perspective, it's a well-known bile decongestant. And the reason that's important, Jared, is because bile, as I mentioned previously, is a very underrated but key method of eliminating toxins that is one of the key detox elimination methods of your liver. And so when it gets congested and filled up, with um, hormones that are not excreted, with toxic waste, with heavy metals, with virus, with parasites, with unexcreted bodily materials. It can become so congested for a variety of reasons, or you're eating too many trans fats that you didn't even know were trans fats, that the toxins cannot easily move out of the system, which means that poisons can't be moved out, uh, hormones can't be moved out, and then you become toxic and it becomes reabsorbed through the system. So that means that in order for bile to function properly, it has to be decongested and it has to be thinned. The best way to do that is with lemon and water. And I truly think, Jared, that all of the benefits that are now being attributed to lemon and water may be due to the bile thinning properties of the lemon and water. And bile is exceedingly unrecognized, although it was maybe in the beginning of the 20th century by the early nutritional pioneers. But we now recognize bile as being very important also to help metabolize fat. You know, there's so many people that are eating a higher fat diet, but if they're not producing quality bile or if they do not have a gallbladder, which is releasing bile on time, they may not be breaking down the fat properly, number one, and then they're losing all the benefits of the oil-soluble vitamins and fatty acids. So that means they're not getting the immune-boosting qualities of vitamin A, the cardiovascular protective qualities of vitamin E, the bone-protecting qualities of K2, or even the immune-boosting qualities of vitamin D, all of which are oil-soluble vitamins. So it's exceedingly important for overall health, for weight loss, for hormonal function, and for simply looking good and having 
perfect skin. So bile is important if, in fact, you're embracing a higher-fat diet. You need to look at the bile component because bile, if it's not fed with the proper nutrition, like the lecithin that I talked about, which is a native uh, constituent of the bile that you may have to add back to your diet and that sunflower lecithin at one tablespoon in your smoothie, or if you're not taking enough bile thinners and that's where your lemon and water come into play, that's where beet roots come into play, that's where certain nutrients like choline, inositol, and methionine come into play you're not really supporting your system. So this is the other part of the fat equation. It's okay to eat fat and lose weight and eat fat and look beautiful and eat fat and gain a, an advantage in the competitive world of sports and athletic performance. But if you're not breaking down those fats, it's not doing you very much good. God, it's so good to hear. And I know for my listeners out there, I'm always trying to put myself back in the position I was in probably a year ago before I started this podcast and before I started really understanding many of the things that you're talking about uh, here on our conversation today. I can just imagine people driving around out there listening to this going, oh my gosh, they're mentioning so many different things. Where do I even start? Yes, I hear about warm water and lemon juice. Uh, if, and I'm going to ask you a little bit of an impossible question here. For someone who is tapping into the fat knowledge and why we need fat, why it's important, or maybe they know a little bit about bile, you know, they're a little bit ahead of, of some of the listeners out there. For all of those people, or if you're someone that's just tuning in for the first time here going, wow, I didn't know about any of this stuff. I better go do some research and figure out, you know, how, how to start incorporating in some of this. Where can people start outside of the warm water and lemon juice in the morning? Maybe a little bit of cayenne pepper, a little bit of salt, those sort of things to kick it up a notch. You know, you've mentioned the tea. The dandelion tea, you've mentioned beetroot extract, you've mentioned the uh, the fat, uh, coconut oil, and, and the other types of fat that you mentioned earlier. Somebody could make a long laundry list and go, wow, am I supposed to consume this stuff every single day because she tells me to detox every day and have fat? Where would you say our listeners should start for, let's maybe lay out a breakfast, lunch, dinner, maybe snacks in between nuts or whatever. Where would you say that we should start in order to uh, start incorporating some of this in and in, in just becoming better? It's all laid out in a very logical, literal fashion in the new Fat Flush plan. Everything that I'm talking about today is made into a practical, doable program so that you see where it all comes into play. And I'll kind of give you the Cliff Notes version of what that is. So the new Fat Flush plan has, number one, three meals a day and two snacks. Remember that the Fat Flush brew of the day, of 360 days of the year, is the, the dandelion root tea. So that's my go-to beverage if you're going to take any kind of tea or coffee. Question is why? Because it helps to detoxify your liver, and that's what you want to do in a very gentle way. Who knows what's living there in your liver? You've got to do this gently and easily without caffeine for some of us that can't tolerate caffeine in a non-diuretic fashion. So you've got that aspect. You wake up every morning, we do a little lemon and water. Forget about getting fancy with it. It's only when you've been doing this as long as I've been doing it for centuries <laughs> that you start getting creative. You just want a little lemon and water. And by the way, dandelion. before we move on any further, what would you say the uh, the amounts are on that? How much lemon juice, how much water uh, should they be taking each morning? Eight ounces of water, tepid or hot, and the juice of half a lemon. Right. And I wouldn't take any more than that because more is not better and less is more. And that's something that it was took me many, many years to learn. I learned it the hard way. So I'm just passing along that information to all of your, you know, your truth seekers and those that are so interested in peak performance. And in order to get some of these really add-ons into the program easily, Jared, I tell people to do a fat flush smoothie first thing in the morning. Uh, and that includes, do the protein powder of your choice. We have a grass-fed whey, which is made from A2 milk, which is non-mutated milk. You can see that in the book. If you deal well with whey, that's fine. If you're a vegan and you want a rice and pea protein that's low, heavy metals and non-GMO, choose that. But no matter what you choose, a little bit of low-glycemic, low-fructose fruit goes in there your tablespoon or two of your oil of choice, that could be coconut oil if you can tolerate it well, or your high lignin flaxseed oil if you want to moderate your hormones. I also like a tablespoon or two of seeds, whether it's hemp or chia, or the other one would be flax seeds for the fiber. 
And then you would also put in some of these specialty items. That's where the lecithin comes into play for the omega-6s that we talked about. So this will bring everything full, full circle. So you take that omega-6 rich lecithin and that sunflower lecithin, it's non-GMO sunflower lecithin I use now, sunflower lecithin. And you can also add in if you want some of these other, you know, little tidbits. Some people add a little beetroot and then I do a greens powder, which uh, I know is not just GMO free, but free from radioactive residues because the chlorella is basically test tube grown and not grown in contaminated waters like so much chlorella and spirulina is these days. All that is laid out in the book in your Fatflush smoothie. So whatever variation you like, and I know many of your people are doing these other programs, just get the book and just adapt what you're already doing and just put some of these add-ons in. You'll be that much healthier and that much on the path to good health as we move into 2017. Snacks could be a little jicama. I adore jicama between meals. If you need a little crunch, people seem to need that, you know, in this day and time. Lunch would be a gigantic salad with maybe some sardines or some uh, grass-fed beef, if you can, some shrimp or some, or let's see, what else would we do? We would do some wild-caught fish. All of that is fine. Another snack mid-afternoon. So if you, we allow you two fruits, they're very low fructose fruits. So get a, grab a piece of fruit if you want, or a hard-cooked egg. Never boil it. It's cooked under boiling. So it's hard-cooked. Um, there are lots of little snacks that are in there. And then, of course, there's a dessert, which usually is a stir-fry. I'm not a big believer in grains, but we have a lot of starchy vegetables. And then as you move from phase to phase on the program, you can start adding in even more unusual grains. My latest favorite is the tiger nut flour, which you can make into all kinds of cookies and cakes with Lakanto sweetener. My sweetener of choice is Lakanto, which I also mention in the book. So these are some little tidbits and goodies that may be very new to some of your listening audience. Man, the one thing I knew that I was going to regret by the time we got, you know, near the end of this was just that we covered half of what I wanted to cover with you, right? I mean, that's why I've got to get you back on, right? I mean, it's, it's, I think there's just so... I would love it. There, there's a lot. And this is an audience that I would love to be able to speak to because these are people, I mean, I know your listening audience out there, you know, they're, they're seekers of truth, of right. excellence, of peak performance. And so I, I want to be able to share this because this will help them in all aspects of life. I can look back and say, you know, I've studied with some of the masters and have been able to extract a lot of their time-tested and tried-and-true concepts, which has been my honor and pleasure to then institute and integrate into the new book. But but so much is in the new Fatflush plan, where we, we cast a, a really wide net. So whether it's peak performance you're interested in, weight loss, fat loss, cellulite loss, hormonal control, or even if you're fighting an autoimmune illness, you'll find some insights in there that I guarantee you won't find elsewhere. That's so great. And having a master's in nutrition education from Columbia does not hurt uh, your resume at all whenever you're speaking on these sort of things as well. So, well, <laughs> yeah. uh, Anne Louise, as we get ready to wrap up the podcast here, I mean, we can just go so many different directions. I wanted to get into a little bit more detox with you. I had Ben Greenfield on my uh, podcast here recently, but we talked a lot about detox. I know there's a lot of people out there that say that it should not be daily for heavier things like metals and things like that. But I think the detox you're referring to is more just the organ function type of detox as you're referring to, which is fine and safe to do every day uh, based on what you're mentioning there. The other thing that I wanted to go back to before we finish here, and then we'll highlight the book uh, as we get ready to wrap up, is the glutathione. Uh, glutathione is something that I take each day. It's something that I was totally in the dark about before I learned about it. Many of my listeners have written in out there about glutathione, just wondering, okay, if this is something I'm going to add into my routine here, what should I do? What are the benefits? Just a quick, maybe couple minute snapshot on glutathione, why you have mentioned it, why you believe in it, and what it does for, for those out there taking it. Well, it's the toxic waste zapper. It is the liver's premier antioxidant, which functions as a detoxifier of chemicals, heavy metals, and the like. And so that is exceedingly important to shore up on a daily basis. And quite honestly, there are not a lot of foods that are out there that can shore up your glutathione. I mean, I've been on the search for this for many, many years. Glutathione is used up, not just in the detoxification of the heavy metals and the viruses and the hormones and so forth, 
But also, when you go into the hospital, for example, and you are under anesthesia, anesthesia is one of the biggest glutathione drains known to man, as is some of the over-the-counter medications that people take and acetaminophen, uh, Tylenol particularly. So you do need to shore that up regularly. Uh, There are a couple of tricks of the trade that I've learned. I don't think you have to take glutathione internally. I don't think you have to take the precursors, but there is a supplement that's out there. And um, can I mention the supplement? Yeah, absolutely. All right. It's known as ASEA, A-S-E-A. ASEA is a, is a redox signaling molecule supplement that's quite extraordinary that has been found in clinical studies to innately allow your body to make its own glutathione. It doesn't provide the precursors, but innately gets down there on a cellular level and allows your body to make its own glutathione to the tune of about 300%. So it's probably my favorite internal uh, an internal prompt for glutathione. And in addition to that, I also suggest that some people may be interested in using a topical glutathione that you can actually rub into your system. There are creams that are on the market for those that want to get a transdermal glutathione and are just tired of taking supplements because it does get a little trying for some. And there are also the liposomal glutathione that you can just put on your legs, just rubbing it on your legs. You get a quarter teaspoon, you rub it on your legs in addition to taking it internally with the ASEA, and that will shore your glutathione levels up in no time. Uh, there's a glycerin base, as I recall, and it's one of the easiest ways to get those levels up in no time. It goes right through the skin. It's transdermal, and it's absorbed beautifully into the system. So those are my tricks of the trade when it comes to glutathione. That is great. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge here today. And I've got a question for you as we uh, make our closing comments here. It's probably self-evident to you, but why is the name of the book called The New Fat Flush Plan? Where did that phrasing come from there? Uh, because the book was all about weight loss and the hormonal metabolic impact of foods, liver cleansing, and overall health. So um, what I noticed when I did all my protocols is that people lost fat. They lost inches. They lost cellulite. And that's because they said that the foods and the diet and the lemon and water and the spaghetti squash and the cran water particularly were fat flushing. So the name stuck. It's actually a registered term. We registered it back in 2000. And so we now have the new Fat Flush plan. We'll have a new Fat Flush cookbook, a journal and shopping guide, a Fat Flushing Foods, which will have 20 more foods, which are the best Fat Flushers in the universe, and a new Fat Flush fitness plan, would you believe? And they all target the lymphatic system, which no other program really targets, which we'll hopefully we'll be discussing with another podcast in the near future, Jared. Because if the liver is your filter then the lymph is the garbage disposal system. That is great. And outside, I'll put you on the hot seat here, outside of the new fat flush plan, of course, that we're talking about here, what was your favorite book to write of all of the uh, books that you've got out there, which you've got a lot? My favorite book to write was Guess What Came to Dinner. It was about parasites. (laughs) And are you talking about a very squeamish woman here (laughs) who doesn't like moving things? But when I learned that parasites could be one of the underlying root causes, no pun intended when we say underlying, root causes of health, uh, my whole world changed and that of so many people that I've been able to educate and empower along the way. So if you're not getting well with everything that you're doing and you have not just digestive problems, but depression and uh, anger issues, let me see, there's so much that's involved with this and just can't seem to get well. The most immunosuppressive agent in the human body are parasites. So I integrate a little bit of of that in the new fat flush plan as an underlying hidden weight gain factor, but it's an underlying, uh, underlying health factor as well. So clearing your body of parasites periodically is exceedingly important in this day and age because we're getting them through food, through water, through sushi, through our beloved animals, through our pets, and even through each other. So I would say that was the most you know, jaw-dropping experience. I mean, it made an epic difference in my life, and I certainly hope it will in everybody else's. 
Yeah. So if somebody tuned, if somebody read that, but tuning into this podcast, they went and picked up that book. Guess what came to dinner? <laughs> what would you say is, and again, not to put you at all into a box or your research into a box here, but what would you say is one of the most profound and impactful things someone can do today to start managing or removing those bad parasites that are making them feel bad, anger management, all the things you mentioned? Is there kind of a one starting place go to that they could implement? Yes, I would have them take a look at a kit, which I helped formulate many moons ago, and it's called My Colon Cleansing Kit. It's from Unikey Health Systems. It is a kit that I formulated after studying with many, many parasitologists and learned many of their secrets with regard to the best Native American herbs to use and botanicals to get rid of not just parasites, but worms, flukes, and protozoa. Uh, and it works wonders for people with all kinds of issues, from autoimmune issues to mystery diseases to just leaky gut syndrome and small intestine bacterial overgrowth. It's amazing how these things are so immunosuppressive, and that's where I would start. So it's my colon cleansing kit. And I think we can find that on your website as well, correct? I hope so. If not, go to unikeyhealth.com. Gotcha. Your website, Anne Louise, A-N-N-L-O-U-I-S-E dot com. You can go to products or you can go to books there and find out about a lot that we're talking about here today, including the new fat flush plan. Is there anywhere else that people can find you out in the world of social media if they want to connect directly with you? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Well, Anne Louise, thank you so much for your time here on the podcast. I do look forward to having you back on to talk through a whole host of things that people can use to get better and find higher levels of peak performance in their own lives. And that's what this is all about, is bringing the listeners the best knowledge out there to help them get on a new track or to, you know, really just to have a quantum leap of, uh, of growth and performance in their own lives that they're, that they're on now, even if they're tapped into some of this. So we certainly appreciate your time. I know you're crazy busy. And uh, thank you so much for spending it with us here on the Success 101 podcast. Thank you. Take care. Thanks. Hey, guys, I enjoyed having Dr. Ann Louise on the podcast today and hope you took a ton away from how to maximize your life in the areas of peak performance and reaching your maximum potential in 2017. If you want to connect directly with me, shoot my team an email at info at success101podcast.com. And rest assured, we do read every email that comes through. So your questions will be answered. If you'd like to catch me in the world of social media, I can be found on Facebook and Instagram under the name at success101podcast. So go check out those sites or on Twitter at Warren Jared. I'll catch you guys on the next episode of the Success 101 Podcast. Until then, 